Welcome to the Seek 24 podcast. I'm John Michael Lucido, and I am so glad that you are here. This podcast is a place of community, collaboration, and inspiration created to invite and encourage you deeper into relationship with Jesus. So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is Father Gail Hammerschmidt with the Conza Catholic Podcast coming to you from Manhattan, Kansas, the little apple standing to my left. You're not really standing, you're sitting, sitting there, to just your left. for whatever reason. This isn't the Pat McAfee show. My mouth. <laughs> yeah, what is, okay, that's a weird thing. I, I've seen this. It's on ESPN, Pat, Mac, Pat McAfee. And is that why you're wearing a tank top right now, Father Drew? <laughs> <laughs> You're coming at us from Wichita, Kansas. Here we are in Manhattan, Kansas. This is a little thing we do. We've kind of figured it out. The sound is actually pretty good. And so we're happy to be here with the Seek 2024 podcast. That's, that right. what, that's what we're doing? I think that's what we're that's doing. Right. We are honored. Wichita. We're honored from these two pillars of the state of Kansas. A lot of people would call these the two towers of Kansas, Manhattan and Wichita, <laughs> to be able to come a- and uh, provide our experience of campus college ministry, our experience of Kansas, and of uh, Catholicism. Just just remind the people, what do you do there in, in Wichita, Kansas, Father Drew I'm the, Hoffman? I'm the chaplain of Wichita State Catholic Student Center, the St. Paul University Parish here in Wichita. I'm a Wichita priest, but I was so honored and blessed to spend two glorious years on loan to the Diocese of Salina as Father Gale's associate wow. at St. Isidore's at Kansas State University. That's right. So the, the Kansas Catholic podcast, this which we bring you today, is ultimately uh, the word Kansa is a, an ancient term meaning Kansas. And so we call this the Kansas Catholic podcast. And so Father Drew and I, we've been doing this now for, shoot, four years, something like that, close to four years, maybe three and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've how many episodes? Uh, producer Andy, who sits here to my left, we have over three hundred episodes, and yeah, so three hundred fifty something, something by the time this comes out, I believe something that just keeps rolling along. We didn't know if this was ever going to work out, but we're we're still here. And I didn't want to do get, it at first, and that's how life usually goes. You're usually wrong, but this has yeah. just been a fruit of our priesthood and of campus ministry, which has been such an integral part of of my priesthood and yours as well. So it's these so Kansas priests living on college campuses, loving Catholicism. How do those things all intertwine? And, and Father Drew, by the way, you have a, a spinoff podcast. You have a secondary podcast that's actually probably even more <laughs> it's like important the than this podcast. It's like Frasier. It's like Frasier. From Cheers to Frasier. Right. Or, or from, You're from Sam. Happy Days to... Joni loves Chachi. Remember that one? I'm sure the focus audience knows <laughs> all of these references. You're, the kiddos you're love showing all of your those age. References. <laughs> okay, so uh, tell us, just if you will, because I think that this would be important for anybody who listens to this to know a little bit about your vocations podcast. We, we have a vocation podcast here in the Diocese of Wichita called About Four O'Clock, which is a reference to the line from the first chapter in John's Gospel when the first apostles are called. They know it was about four o'clock because even decades later, they remember where the sun was in the sky. So it's just a a podcast myself and our vocations team does on a weekly basis, telling vocation stories, hearing vocation stories, and talking about some of the common vocational questions uh, because we love being priests 
and we want other people to have uh, a, an insight into why we love being a priest, and maybe that would inspire some hearts to pursue the priesthood and pursue Jesus' call as well. And that's something I've always found that we have in common as well, is that we like being priests. Being a priest is awesome, and I, I hope other people have that experience. Any young man considering the, the seminary, considering the priesthood, check out the podcast about four o'clock. It's actually uh, very, very, very well done. So yeah. bravo on that. Uh, Father Drew, you may not know this. We have not actually been invited, you and I and Andy. We've not been invited to do a live podcast at sea. Yeah. Maybe the invitation is still in the mail. It might be in the mail. <laughs> yeah, I bet that's what, uh, I bet that's know, what happened. Like, the big timers, they actually, there's like, they set up this whole thing at the Seek conference yeah. and they actually podcast live. Uh, we have not been invited. We, we currently stand, I, I just read this, as the 61st best Catholic podcast in America. How does that make you feel, Father Drew? <laughs> it makes me, well, we're a Kansas Catholic podcast, so I don't know about, I'm sure there are other Kansas Catholic podcasts, but like there's 50 states. So I'm trying to do the math here that we might not even be the best. We're, we're Kansas Catholic <laughs> podcast, which I'm certain we're not. We're 21st, 21st in Kansas, 61st in the yeah, nation. Right, so right, we're right. pretty good about that. <laughs> uh, so that, yeah, so I can understand why they didn't necessarily think that we were worthy of, of one of the primetime spots. They're not given, you know, the uh, group of five teams, all that many positions in the college football playoff, just one. So I'm sure there's other, there's somebody else, mm-hmm who's a smaller podcast that got the invite before us, mostly because uh, I always t- tell people this is like, if you want to get a taste of Kansas Catholic, the first time we interviewed Bishop Vinky, we asked him what percentage of bishops we thought he could beat up. So that's the kind of high level <laughs> journalism we've been doing on here. Yeah, we, yeah, that's right. We, we, uh, we do serious work around here, a first. lot of serious work. You know, I, I think, so get this, we were ranked at one point 59th. I don't know who this, this group is. that puts out like the top Catholic podcast, but I keep an eye on it. We were ranked 59th just like two weeks ago. And then last week we came out with an episode where we went, did about 15 minutes of, of banter. When I say too we, much. what I mean is me, where I was talking about golf and I was like, every now and again, I break into singing some eighties song that I loved. Hard to believe that we slipped. A couple yeah, spots right, right. With that high level stuff, that, so. it's shocking that view. That I thought, yeah, I thought that was going to skyrocket. Some people hit the, the unsubscribe button to that, to that yeah. invite to the the live podcast there yeah. at the Seat Conference in St. Louis. Uh, it is our third time doing this actually, and so we're grateful to be invited back to be a part of this Seek 2024 podcast series. Mm-hmm. Last year, we spoke a lot about our love of the city of St. Louis. And then the year before that, we spoke of our love, actually, of the state of Kansas and why we think that Kansas maybe has something to say to the world in general. But today, when we look at the actual theme of the 2024 Seek conference, we see that it is be a light, be a light, obviously, making reference to a scripture word invites us to be a light in, in the darkness. And it's interesting, I was, I was just kind of thinking back prior to this, uh, hopping on the mic here, Father Drew, where were you in January of 2008, 2008? January of 2008. I'm a junior in high school. The Kansas Jayhawks are on their march to the national championship. Um, so those are the main things going on in my life. I'm pretty awkward as a junior. 
I'm playing basket, JV basketball. I should not have been on the team. I just tried really hard, and so it's one of those guys you want on a team because he tries hard, but it kind of annoys the rest of the other guys who are actually athletic. That's where I was in January of 08. <laughs> right. Failing, well, January failing of biology class probably actually is what I was doing. What what would you find difficult about biology? I got my butt kicked. Never have I got whooped in a class more than I got whooped in biology. Okay. I don't know. Well, I, I, know. Science is not, I'm not a big science guy. I mean, I believe in science and all that, but <laughs> you got to be careful well, when you say you're not a science guy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. One of those guys. Uh, boss, what were you doing uh, in January of 08? Well, thanks for asking. I was hoping you, I was hoping you would get to that. In January of 2008, I was in Grapevine, Texas at the very first focus conference I ever attended. It was that's crazy. In a place. Yeah. So just north of, of Dallas. 2008, I was a seminarian, and they say that there were 3,000 Catholics at that conference. I remember it. I remember it being huge. Like, this is a huge conference of 3,000 college Catholics. The theme that year, 16 years ago, go and set the world on fire. Go and set the world on fire. And I just remember, I remember being so inspired, so inspired by... Everybody that was at that conference, so inspired by college students, and I was, I was well beyond college. So, uh, you know, most people listening to this would have no idea, but I'm, I'm older than you, Father Drew. I'm quite a bit older. No, your Joni Love Chachi reference made it seem like you're just like a young pup in the prime of, of their 30s. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah talking, about, talking about watching Happy Days when I was in grade school. Uh, maybe that, that was actually uh, somebody was able to figure out that I might be older than just your regular college chaplain. You know, I'm not, I'm not the, the 30-year-old college chaplain uh, wearing the high tops and popping my collar and, and just being the cool guy. I'm, I'm a bit old. I'm a bit of a legend. Can one pop a clerical collar? Uh, <laughs> we're going to have to work on that. That can, might be our cover photo. We figure that out. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I was, and at that time, I was probably even already 40 years old. And so, not quite. No, I was still in my 30s. I was still somewhere in my 30s in 2008. I could do the math, but, you know, maybe that was my thing I wasn't very good at. The whole math thing. You weren't good at science. I wasn't good at math. But nonetheless, there I am, seminarian, at the SEEK conference. Blown away. Blown away by the, the, the students and blown away by the, the spirit. And, and with that theme, go and set the world on fire. Something I recognize, and I think that's exactly what we want to talk a little bit about today, Andy, Father Drew, is that what it was that was setting my heart on fire? Yeah, it, it was the talks. It was. It was the goodness and the truth and everything that went into those talks that uh, I remember Father uh, Benedict Groeschel just giving this most incredible talk, blown away by the things he had to say, talking about the JP2 generation that was going to save the church and just phenomenal. It was phenomenal, but it was the joy. It was the joy that I experienced by seeing so many college students filled with joy as I was there as a seminarian about to be ordained, a priest, blown away by it. And, and so this is a little bit of what we want to talk about, because the theme for this year, Be a Light, we would hold that, that probably the very best way in which you and I, Father Drew, have found that we can be a light in the darkness uh, is not as much in spouting off that which is true as just simply showing people that 
the Catholic faith, which is the truth, brings us joy. Brings us joy. Isn't that the case? You know, I just am getting out of a meeting, actually, as, as we're recording this, talking with someone who's interested in Catholicism. Why are they interested in Catholicism? Not because uh, they believe the Pope is infallible and that that makes sense, although they do, and not because they're convinced that Mary was assumed body and soul into heaven, which they hope is true, but are struggling through, but because uh, they have found joy in Catholics in their life, and they want that same joy. I am a, uh, a Wichita priest, and so the thing we're most proud of, Chaplain Capon, who's worth a, a Google if you're not familiar with the story, Chaplain Capon a Medal of Honor winner and a, a Wichita priest who served in the Korean War, was captured as a POW where he died, and his cause for canonization is, is going on. He's serving God right now. There's a story about uh, a fellow soldier who, after watching Chaplain Capon live his life, said, if a man can live and die like that, his religion must be the best and only one. If a man can live and die like that, his religion must be the best and only one. And so uh, when we talk about new evangelization, we talk about college ministry, when we talk about drawing others into the faith, the light that a single soul provides is much more influential than all of the truth that can be shoved down a throat, as vital as truth is to real relationship. But we need light. Yeah. Okay, Father Drew, Father Drew, just this morning, just take a stab at, at what I... Uh, what I called up on the old internet. You pulled up on the internet a 2003 Big 12 championship OU versus K-State. OU wins to go to the Fiesta Bowl. No, K-State won that game. That's what I mean. Won that game. What are you talking about? Okay, okay. Yeah, because you're making these KU references. I know, and, but we're actually a K-State so this, pod. This and that's what also- I do when I have long days. I look up Royals highlights from 14 and 15. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and we're, we're able to claim the title, like, the Kansas... Catholic podcast because you are a Jayhawk. You went to the University of Kansas, and so we've got the, the all big of the schools. three schools covered: uh, Kansas State, Kansas, Wichita State. I went to Kansas State. I'm now the chaplain at Kansas State, and so yeah. You, while you're checking out KU and and Kansas City Royals videos, I, I probably would have called up a 2003 Big 12 championship or even just the most recent Big 12 oh, championship. Yeah, that's right. uh, n- nothing to brag about, but no, that's not what I did, Father Drew. I actually called up the video of you and I racing <laughs> April 18th, <laughs> the year 2000. <laughs> and I, I was thinking about this because I'm going to hold this to maybe be true. Okay. <laughs> and in, since I met you, since I met you in 2017 or since you started to be my associate, and we were hanging out together on a very regular basis. In 2017, we're now talking a full, what is that, five years, six years, five and a half years. We're talking now uh, that we did a lot, we've done a lot of stuff. I've done a lot of stuff here at St. Isidore's in Manhattan. We've built a new church. We've done a tremendous amount of things. You've done incredible work at St. Paul's at Wichita State. But honestly, when we travel around, what does the people still remember the most? It's not close. It's a dumb racing video that we did. And if not that, (laughs) some other silly, dumb videos we did during the pandemic. It's not close. It's like any of the other work that we've done. Like you built uh, what I would contend is as good of a church as there is in the state of Kansas uh, at St. Isidore's. It's like people are like, that's fine, I guess. But do you remember when you guys played golf off our roof? (laughs) <laughs> that was pretty so, funny so just to clarify 
to clarify what the heck we're talking about, at the heart of the pandemic in April of 2020, when the world shut down, we looked at each other and we said, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We can just sit around and be sad and we can sit around and, and complain. We can sit around and worry. A lot of people did those three things. Uh, they just sat around and complained, worried, or just felt sad. But we said, you know, what? We, we should try and do something different. And so for 49 days in a row, every day for seven weeks, we put out on the internet maybe a, a two to five minute video. Ultimately, uh, some, maybe a third of those were you and I actually trying to have a legitimate message to the people to inspire them. But two thirds of those videos were just you and I being foolish absolutely being foolish. And so the, the, probably the third one that we put out, you were bragging about how fast you were. And, uh, and I was like, I'm 20 years older than you, Father Drew, but I still think that I can beat you in a race. And we built it up. We went over to this football field across from the student center, our old World War I stadium here at, at Kansas State. It's beautiful turf. We've got our old basketball arena in the, in the backdrop. And we, we raced each other in a 40-yard dash, and you nipped me. I, I, I lost my footing right at the start, and so you had a good probably five-yard oh uh, head start, and you nipped me at the very end. And, and so probably fifty or 60,000 views just on that crazy little video where we were having fun. And what did we do? We brought a smile to people's face. We brought joy to their heart in the midst of a troubled time. And then we made 48 other videos. Yeah, one of them was we were actually up on the top of the old church before we tore it down. We were hitting golf balls. Uh, some of them, you, I think you did a video where I was gone and you made this Lion King video that was also wildly <laughs> popular where you were talking about, I just can't wait to be king. Um, we had an April Fool's video that was pretty funny. We had you trying to do headstands. You're very bad at headstands. I'm not in great like, physical condition, despite my victory over <laughs> you in the 40-yard dash. So that's not terribly surprising. Uh, yeah, well, the slip. There was a slip. There was a slip at the beginning. And, and we also had Father Brian McCaffrey, who was living with us at the time. He was a seminarian. He got sent home from seminary. We said, just come live with us. And so about a third of those videos as well, uh, he was kind of the butt of our jokes and we were trying to train him up before he be, was ordained a deacon. It's crazy how, like you say, it's not even close. That's what people remember about our time together. It's what people remember about you and I and our priesthood in the last seven years is that in a dark time, we brought light simply by making them smile. Just touch on that. It's it's I, again. I didn't want to do it. I thought it was rather silly. I thought I kind of looked down on the idea. I remember, I had to talk you into. I had to talk you into some of that. And I just thought as, it was, was so silly. It's like, what are we doing here? This isn't catechesis. This isn't. Is this changing souls? Is X Y Z? And the reality was, uh, they say about there's this. They say about Rome when Philip Neri got to Rome in the 1500s that the two words they would describe Rome with was sad and secular. And the reality is that's modern man as well, particularly during the pandemic, of course, but in general. So modern man is desperately looking for some sort of joy and they're grasping at it in a lot of different ways, but they live in darkness and uh, the Lord, like we hear in Isaiah, the people who've walked in darkness have seen a great light. 
there is a light out there. And so uh, what ended up happening was it, it did provide a light uh, for people that was always in being directed toward Christ. And that's where I think the difference and the distinction has to be. Like it's one thing just to cheer people's spirits with like a comedy routine or a funny video on TikTok and stuff like that. And there's something uh, edifying and good about that. But then if that's, if that's the source of the light, if just the video is the light, then uh, I just need another light and another light and another light. Like I'm like, like just lighting matches and they keep burning out. And I think what I hope what people's actual experience was is that this light is coming from something else. This joy of the priesthood is coming from something else. And this is pointing toward something else, the Lord. And uh, that's the light I desperately desire. I'm tired of, of hitting matches, of just getting some good news and fighting and, and getting a hit of something. I want a light that remains, that burns. And the Lord is that. And so so I think... Uh, I think those dumb videos and all of the things we've done, you know, I, I learned from you, but so many of these things we do as college chaplains are just dumb. They're dumb. And they're just to, in a certain sense to make people laugh, but they come from real places. They come from like real joy. They're not just like this manufactured act. Uh, and I want other people to, to experience that light cause they, uh, most of our people and us regularly live in a lot of darkness. I, I think, Father Drew, I think a lot these days about St. Paul. And, and so we're coming off just not that many days ago in our readings. We had the, the words of St. Paul, have no anxiety. Oh, man, what a all. reading that was. It's an incredible reading. And, and this is coming from a man, right? He's writing to the Philippians, but a man who had been shipwrecked, beaten, whipped, stoned, eventually beheaded, Okay. Uh, listen, I get an ingrown toenail and I am beside myself. Like, woe is me. My life is so, so difficult. Here's a man, St. Paul, who is in the midst of... He's in jail. He writes Philippians from jail. And so there he is. And he says, have no anxiety whatsoever, but be filled with, with joy. You know, turn to the Lord with supplication and trust that the Lord will fulfill your every desire and live with joy. That's the Christian spirit. That's the Christian spirit. St. Teresa of Avila, what did she say? She's, she's traveling around from, from convent to convent with her, her Carmelite sisters in her later years. And as she's now leaving, probably what, like a horse-drawn carriage or something like that, she sees one of the, the sisters who's there kind of bidding her farewell, but, but very sad-faced, right? And, and she says... Lord, save us from these sad-faced saints, right? Mother Teresa, joy is the net with which we will capture people's souls. That there, there has to be a, a joyful heart, even in the midst of the struggle, because we know that the Lord is near and that the Lord has all things taken care of. And, and yeah, while in these days there may be a heavy burden and we may feel it, but we know that we can also do it with a sense of lightheartedness. We can be, as I would say, childlike, trusting that there is a better day ahead, even in the midst of, of the suffering, and then in the midst of those times that, that aren't filled with much suffering, but truly are filled with beautiful moments. Well, how incredible is that? And so to rejoice indeed is the appropriate response. This is something I've been thinking about on the lines of St. Paul. 
you know, most of our lives are doing weddings. As a college chaplain, you just got a wedding after wedding after wedding, and you end up with the same readings a lot of the time, which is which is both because there's limited options, but also certain, you know, there are popular ones. But with the, the famous First Corinthians, love is patient, love is kind, love never fails, that one that we're familiar with, right? Something I've been praying as I've been pre- preparing for these weddings uh, has been that one of the reasons that that, that that reading is so so popular and interesting to us is because I want to believe that that's true. And that hasn't been my experience of day-to-day life. My experience has been often impatience and uh, lack of kindness and a love that fails regularly, that cannot bear all things or endure all things. And here is this light that St. Paul is, is presenting, and, and I'm infatuated with it. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's true. And I live in a lot of darkness, and I'm hoping desperately that this can be a truth. And, and they're here at this wedding hoping that this couple will help them with some light to believe that love never fails. But, but where we miss it often is that that, that light is always a, a reflection and an outgrowth of the Lord's light and love. But I'm just, I want to see it. Like Zacchaeus climbing that tree to see the Lord. I just, I want to because I'm in darkness. And even in the midst of that darkness, right, with Zacchaeus climbing the tree, what does his heart feel like as he climbs that tree? A sense of hope mm. that maybe I'm going to encounter something that can eliminate the darkness. And that hope also brings joy. Like legitimately all the way to heaven is heaven because we are anticipating the good of heaven. And that can bring a lighthearted nature to us who are longing to see the Lord in an ever more powerful way. I think... Yeah, just even in regards to that idea of how hope can bring joy, uh, longing can bring joy. Uh, I've been to Rome twice, Father Drew. I've been to Rome twice. First time, I just stumbled upon it, <laughs> like almost legitimately. Oh, here I am. I'm in Rome. And in fact, that's not the case. I was a part of a, a pilgrimage that was led by our diocese, but, but our bishop said, hey, we really would like for you to go with us. Uh, kind of back when I was a younger priest and like this could inspire people to want to go on this pilgrimage. And so I'm like, I'm in, but I didn't plan for it. I didn't, I didn't have any anticipation. I didn't really think about it, but there I was. And it was nine days of just glory. Every minute of every day was just amazing because of the uh, eternal city, Rome. Uh, So incredible. Okay. I went back last year to Rome. You know, the return trip was better not that the nine days I spent there were better, but that the nine weeks leading up to me being there were better. I had this, this hope, this anticipation, hmm. this knowledge as to what I was going to be encountering. And it, it gave me this lightheartedness that even in the midst of the struggles and the sufferings and the, the trials in those nine weeks prior to me being in Rome, I knew that I was going to be in Rome soon. And I was going to be standing at John Paul II's tomb in St. Peter's Basilica. And I was going to be walking through the streets of Rome. I was going to be eating the gelato. And, and there was just something of the, the anticipation that gave me hope, and that hope provided joy. That's the Christian life. And, and I think that, that, Father Drew, I think that one of the things I'm most proud of you about is that when I was first talking to you about some of these things, you didn't want to be a, on the podcast. You didn't want to, to do some of these silly videos, but you're like a natural comedian. 
no doubt about it. You're, you're a hilarious man. And I knew like if, if we could do this, it was going to change people. And you recognize, you recognized it so quickly that even now, even still, uh, I, I apologize, but I have to ask, what in the heck was going on with that camel? <laughs> <laughs> by, the, by the time this comes, the whole story. By the time this comes out, this this will no longer be a part of of something that's happening. But we have this charity dinner and auction in in October, and and so to promote it, the last few years I've been on a farm, basically learning the ways of the uh, uh, of the farm because I'm a city boy as it gets. For those who who do not know, the, me. the auction. Does the auction the auction has a, a farm theme? Or? The auction is called Heart to Harvest, and it's at the stockyards in Wichita, which is a farm theme. And so we figured I'd, I'd test it out. And so part of it this year was I was at a farm that had a camel. I tried to get on a camel. The camel would not get up. Um, some people implied because of a weight limit, but uh, that would be very insulting for someone <laughs> to tell a priest of Jesus Christ that that was the reason. But it's just a dumb. It was like, a, and part of me is like embarrassed that we do it because it is dumb. I'm like, I'm a priest of Jesus Christ. And we're doing these dumb, dumb, dumb videos of me on a farm and shoveling poop and things like that. But at the end of the day, I will do anything, anything within the moral life of the church to provide some joy for the people of God and to provide, uh, uh, to shine light on college ministry. I'll do anything within the moral code of the church because, <laughs> because it, it, it. Uh, is so vital and people, and that's the thing that I've learned from you largely, Gail, is the desperate need for joy in myself and the desperate need that people have for joy. The joy of maybe a laugh in a video or a comment or things like that, but then the joy of hearing the good news, A, and B, good things that are happening on college campuses. And that's why I think Seek really matters. And for someone to come to Seek, perhaps, because then they see they laugh, they have fun and stuff like that, but they see not only uh, great talks, but they see tens of thousands of college kids energized. And that is a light. And so all of this is worth it. Everything we do, whether it's dumb jokes or hosting a massive conference, when pointed towards the Lord, it is all worth it. And I'll do anything to give that light. The, uh, the term fool for Christ, right? Fool for Christ there's a childlike nature in the midst of it. I remember somebody asked me one time, like after maybe my first three years of being a priest, so what has shocked you? What, what, is, what did you not expect in regards to, to being a priest? And I told him, I said, you know, through my encounters as a priest, I've recognized that the world is much sadder mm. than I thought it was. Isn't that the truth? People, people are just incredibly sad much of the time. And so I just, I recognize early on, like whatever I can do to, to help alleviate that, that's what I want to do. That's what I truly want to do that. Yeah. I want to spout off the truth of things and, and let people know the truth, see the truth, hear the truth, love the truth. But there's a particular avenue in which we take, and that's, that's through joy that they can capture the souls as mother Teresa would say. And, uh, so it's been a pleasure for me to try to be creative and, and even, um, coming up with new ways to make people smile. They say St. John Bosco learned how to juggle. He learned to become really, really good at juggling so as to kind of have that encounter with the, the young men that he was put in, in, in charge of through his, his schools. And what, what I've really learned, I learned this a lot from you, is uh, that's going to look different for everybody. Like you may not be a comedian. You may not be good in front of a camera. You may, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, at the end of the day, you becoming most fully yourself 
is what is going to most intensely bring the light. And that means dropping some inhibitions. And I don't mean that in a moral sense, but I mean that in like a, who I should be, what a Catholic is supposed to be, what looking dumb in front of other people. I'm going to have to drop a lot of that stuff. Um, because none of that has to do with who I was made to be. I was made to be a saint in a particular way. And the close, C.S. Lewis has this, this uh, element with to him. The closer I get to Christ, the more individual and unique I become. And the farther I get away from him, the more boring and the same I become. So St. Catherine of Siena says, uh, what is my nature? She says, it is fire. So when Catherine becomes mostly herself, she feels herself becoming fire. And that's why she can have a great line like, become who you were born to be and you'll set the world on fire. It doesn't mean just go find your truth or something like that. It's uh, draw closer to Lord Jesus Christ and he'll burn and he'll make you unique and yourself. And that will be a light for other people, the light people desperately want to see. Andy Brandt, producer Andy Brandt. Uh, you have had the great privilege of sitting alongside Father Drew and I for all these years. Tell us how we have changed your life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been employed for these last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, so right. it's been pretty nice. Um, you were both uh, involved at my wedding. That was <laughs> We were deal. both involved in your wedding. Yeah, involved. happy to help. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to follow up on what Father Drew said a little bit there uh, this idea of uh, St. Catherine, you know, becoming fire. There's a story in the uh, sayings of the Desert Fathers where one of these younger monks goes out to an elder monk, uh, Abba Yosef, and says, you know, Father, I follow my little rule. I say my little prayers. I do my little fasting. But it still feels like there's something lacking. And the elder monk, and this is maybe a part that we uh, say is a pious legend, or who knows, maybe it was really happened. He extends his hands, and the tips of his fingers all catch on fire. And he says, why not be utterly changed into fire? And I think that that's a, a beautiful thing, that there's this element of like, yeah, I'm doing the things I'm supposed to do. I'm, you know, I, as a college student even, you're doing the things you're supposed to do. You uh, are going to mass, you're a part of your, uh, you know, your, your campus ministry, you're going to seek even, uh, potentially, but you feel something more, you feel like maybe there's more that's being called, and this is what, this is a long way of ans actually answering your question, Father. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I've been really encouraged to do, uh, both by Father Gale and by Father Drew, um, is to more fully become uh, the thing that I feel myself called to be, uh, to Father Gale has even, uh, by giving me a job, encouraged me uh, to become more of who I intend to be because uh, even into uh, eventually, potentially leaving this job, uh, that he's given me a job of teaching all the time and it's actually the thing that I feel called to do. So I run the OCIA program at St. Isidore's and um, that has really equipped me and made me I'm not it's not the same as making very funny videos it's a little more uh, formal catechesis than that but I'm not as funny as you guys so You're pretty my funny. job is but but that's funny. that's uh, our whole point more myself that's our is, whole point is that Andy you bring a lot of light to a lot of people in that particular way 
And uh, mm-hmm. I laugh at a lot of things you say. It's not about humor. It's about just the way you carry yourself is is such that mm-hmm. that is is found in Jesus Christ. It's not found because you do a lot of things. Again, as we record this, the gospel is Martha and Mary today. That's one of the Lord's points. It's like, you can do a lot of things. I'm not asking you to do a lot of things. You'll do a lot of things if you sit with me and you turn, and you turn into fire. Absolutely. Uh, in, in the heart of it all, at the heart of it all, you're going to be filled with hope. Oh, yeah. And hope will bring, hope will bring joy. And, and then when others encounter your hope and they encounter your joy, then they're going to ask about the truth that you also then hold to. And what is it mm-hmm. that, that brings you that hope? What is it that brings you that joy? And it is indeed the truth of Jesus Christ. And so yeah. maybe, maybe you know, the, the podcast here that we're, we're wrapping up now is, is, is ultimately it's just the message of lead with joy. Yep. Lead with hope. Uh, get people to, to just take themselves a little bit less serious and recognize that God has all things in, in his control. I, Father Drew. I, I real quick, I think of John Madden in this context. John Madden <laughs> loved football. He wanted he was laughing and enthralled with football. And so what did you want to do when you heard John Madden talk? You wanted to learn the rules of football. And you wanted to learn why this was why he was so passionate about this thing. And that's a silly example, but people will want to learn why the Eucharist is true if they see a really enthralled person coming in and out of mass. Maybe close with just this. It's a letter I received just this morning. Honestly, just this morning as I was coming back to St. Isidore's from the the grade school that I also work with from one of the teachers. Basically, Father Gale, I just want to send a quick note of appreciation for Clergy Appreciation Day. I did not know that. I was was not familiar with it either. Andy, you have not sent (laughs) us a gift. My bad, guys. <laughs> Next time, please send us a gift. Uh, a thank you. Just basically thank you. And then this line. I don't think enough credit is given for how impactful even just your joyful presence brings. It's crazy, right? If you just <laughs> exist with a smile on your face, and not a fake smile, but, but like a, a smile that does indeed come from the reality that, that we're loved by God and we're forgiven by him again and again, so long as we desire to draw near, that we can live through this life of, of you know, the valley of tears with hope, with joy. And she, she concludes, thank you for being a true light in a tough world. Interesting. What's our theme for Seek Be a Light? She had no idea. She had no idea we were podcasting about this today. Thank you for being a true light. Not patting myself on the back too much here, but I would say thank you to her for recognizing that this is my desire. This is what I want more than anything in the world to bring joy to the world because Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. Amen. Father Drew, any, uh, anything you need to say? Anything, any, uh, invite people to, to go to Wichita State, to enroll, anything like that? I mean, to, what, yeah, what, what, sh- what do we got? What are we selling? Go Shocks. Uh, come to Kansas. They say about Kansas that uh, the weather is bad and the people are good. I like it. I love it. Seek. They also Brand? say it's not that bad. <laughs> my my college roommate became a priest largely because of his experience at Focus Conference in 2011. And uh, uh, so I'll always be grateful for that. I've been to many of these over the years. They can change your life. So if you're on the fence, if you're listening to this in advance, 
come. If you're able to support other people coming, do so and pray for us uh, in particular. We were in St. Louis last year. It really was awesome. It was awesome. The whole scene, having that many people together at mass, just everything about it. Phenomenal. Again, if you're on the fence, come. Uh, Fellowship, Fellowship Catholic University students, we're here. Anybody backs out in regards to the live podcast at Seek? Honestly, put a put a cowboy hat on me. I can do Jimmy Aiken's show. <laughs> well, you could borrow Father Drew's uh, cowboy hat from when yeah. he was trying to hop on that camel. So he's got he's got some cowboy there hats. There you go. That's for sure. Lady, hey, ladies and gentlemen, again, a true pleasure to be with all of you. Uh, if you would, we'll end this as we generally do the Cons of Catholic podcast with a blessing that may or may not be efficacious uh, in that it's coming through these the, the earbuds and the sound waves of this world that God created. So for whatever that's worth. I think we can piously yeah. believe that there's some good that happens here. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and bow your heads for a blessing. Almighty God, we ask that you bless these, your sons and your daughters, and that you give them every consolation as they come to know of your love, and that you give them every strength as they courageously follow your will. And I pray this blessing, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening, friends. For more content from this podcast, please click the link in the episode description. And I invite you to come join us in St. Louis, Missouri, in encountering the person of Jesus Christ at Seek 24 from January the 1st through January the 5th. For more information and to learn how to register, please visit seek.focus.org.